0: Patrons, this is uh, your episode um, for you, Top Potatoes. Nobody else gets to listen to this. And uh, I put the shout out on Patreon a couple of days ago, asking for suggestions for stuff we could do. We were trying to cover them. And um, Neil Buchanan got in contact, Colin, and his suggestions seemed to get the most likes and stuff like that. So we're going to sort of take a look at what he suggested. So what was his suggestion?
1: His suggestion was uh, the origins of his old TV show, Art Attack. Um, oh fuck! No, oh, no, it wasn't. Um, yeah, he's, he's, is he not a DJ now, Jack? Or is he a rock? Star? Is he a rock singer or is he a DJ? Huh? Neil Buchanan. I've got no idea. I think he's a. I think he's a. He's like a heavy rock star. He's either a heavy rock star or he's or he's a DJ. It's one of the two. because He's not doing Art Attack anymore. But anyway, our Neil Buchanan asked us to do the origins of phrases, and uh, we've got a bunch of good ones here. Starting with. This one's a bit in depth than the others. The whole nine yards, Um, which I'll tell you, Jack, from my point of view, right, the whole nine yards. I just thought it meant doing your best, doing all you can. You've went, you've given all you can with that. You've given it the whole nine yards. That's kind of how you've gone the whole nine
0: yards the the, the whole way.
1: You've done it. You've you've given the best effort you possibly could.
0: Aye, that, that that's what it means. Aye. But we were trying to get to the etymology, the origin, where it came from, how it started. Because I would have, I would have sworn um, that in World War Two days, perhaps maybe even World War One, like the automatic machine guns would have, you know how the bullets, old fashioned bullet lines, uh-huh. like no bullet lines, but you know what I mean. But they were nine yards long. Right, okay. I would have said 100% that that is where it came from. It's the whole Nine Yards. But I managed to find a whole article um, on the mysterious origins of the phrase the whole Nine Yards, which I found reasonably interesting. So this was back in 1982. Um, There was a language guy um, called William Safra, and he appeared on Larry King's radio show at the time. Um, Larry King, big radio guy back then. And asked the general public, basically, so crowd, like crowdsourcing information, and to help him solve what he'd later describe as one of the greatest ety- etymological mysteries of our time: what were the yards in the phrase "the whole nine yards" originally measuring? So, we'll just go through this one by one, mate, and we'll see. We'll see if we can get to the bottom of it. So, like, a lot of people in contact with this guy. Yeah, the first, person, the first How person. Sorry, sorry, is it me to go? Sorry. I you go, may I
1: um, so the first person to get in touch was a Texas seamstress, um, and she speculated that it could have been fabric because if you had a fancy dress, you must have used the whole nine yards of the bolt, um, the bolt of fabric, I suppose. Um, uh-huh. A Connecticut man wrote in to claim that it was actually cement, as some cement trucks carry a maximum of nine cubic yards. Um, Fred Cassidy, the founder of the Dictionary of American Regional English said yard was an old nautical term for a wooden rod connected to a a sailing ship's masts to support its sails. If it was square-rigged, three masted ships had three yards each, so the whole nine yards would mean that the sails were fully
0: set. Well, that's it. So he's he's trying to fucking get to the bottom of this mystery, and his campaign, basically, has just made it a lot harder and deepened it, basically. So over the next few decades... Right, this is how long they've been looking at us. Professionals in amateur language would, like, crawl through newspaper archives and other databases to try and basically settle the debate surrounding the whole nine yards once and for all. So, um, from 96, so there, there's sort of different numbers being used in this. So so four years after um the 1982 play, the Oxford English Dictionary printed a supplement um dating the whole nine yards back to 1970, right? Um, Jonathan E. Lighter's Historical Dictionary of American Slang was published in the mid '90s, and unearthed a slightly earlier citation in 1967. Um, beating Vietnam won over the doom, the doom pussy, called. Which is what we get about for the
1: last 30 I, I
0: was wondering. I was like, if I said something funny, I could see you sniggering away. Um, but yeah, so '67 and 1970 is kind of where we started. But I think it, as we'll see, it maybe goes way, way further back than that.
1: Um, Yeah, so this, so Yale Law Librarian Fred R. Shapiro wrote a 2009 article for the Yale Alumni Magazine. The phrase had originated in the Air Force, the doom pussy involved Air Force pilots, and other mentions of the whole nine yards from that era also involved that particular military branch. The theory held that the nine yards first referred to certain 27-foot-long ammunition belts used by Air Force pilots in World War II, kind of what earlier.
0: Aye, so that's what I was sort getting out earlier. That I would have swore that was it. But then 2007, um, we got a guy who does this sort of stuff for fun. Uh, he discovered the phrase in a 1964 in paper um, on NASA jargon. Basically, given the whole nine yards means an item-by-item item report in any project. Um, linguist Ben Zimmer pointed out in 2009 that this didn't necessarily debunk the military origin story after all. NASA and the Air Force would have really quite close ties. It didn't prove it
1: either, though. Um, so they carried on trying to find more examples and trying to get into the answer. Um, there was a woman called Bonnie who worked for the American Dialect Society and she found citations back from 1962 uh, a car life article about all nine yards of goodies in the Chevrolet Impala sedan. So that's how they were kind of advertising that car back in 1962. Mm-hmm. Um, the July 56 and January 57 issues of magazine published by the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife um, had an, had a part in it um, which referred to that as well. Um, the, her most notable finding, though, came um, in September 2012 when she uncovered a newspaper from 1921 and the headline on it had the whole six yards of it. Mm-hmm. The article below was an inning-by-inning account of a baseball game which didn't mention anything about actual yards. Um, a subsequent hunt for this older variation of the phrase turned up three mentions in Kentucky's Mount Vernon Signal newspaper, two from 1912, and a third from
0: 1916. Yeah, so it goes all the way back. So definitely, it seems to definitely outdate the Second World War anyway. So there's even earlier the citations have shown up for both versions of the expression, the whole six and the whole nine yards. So the Oxford English dictionary now dates the whole nine yards back to 1855 con, and the whole six yards was in print as early as 1846 Um, so never mind that, evidence has ruled out any relation to the Air Force stuff like we say and cement trucks the switch from six yards to nine propagated a whole new theory if the number could change maybe just sort of actually never had any meaning you know just (laughs) just like when you you dig that deep then you just sort of shrug your shoulders and go "Eh, Fuck fuck it Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's not the first time something like this has happened um, Shapiro spoke about um, A numerical phrase inflation Sorry, a numerical phrase inflation It happened before because The, the popular phrase cloud nine Used to be cloud seven Yeah. Um, moreover yards Aren't the only thing we combine with the word whole To convey all the way The whole of everything Or Pulling out all the stops There's also the whole enchilada <laughs> Whole ball of wax And the whole shebang amongst others. I would have swore the whole shebang was a Scottish thing. I did not know that was something that somebody in the New York Times would write about.
0: No, I would not neither. So the fact is that once you've heard the whole, it doesn't matter what words you finish it with, whether they really mean anything or not. So the whole shebang, you can say that, it does not make a difference, basically. Still, it's pretty hard to accept that it doesn't matter where the expression came from, whether they measure six yards or nine, it has a very tantalising spec spec specificity. there we are I just about <laughs> got there yeah so this gave rise very quickly um, to countless explanations involving just about any kind of yard so yards in a football down even though it's actually 10 uh, yards of cloth used to make a Scottish kilt you need 9 yards of cloth and so forth um, on the linguistics blog this is where I found this blog which we're going to use for other ones man really interesting stuff. It's called World Wide Words. Etymologist Michael Quinton lists some of the more colourful theories that he's came across, including the size of a nun's habit, the volume of a rich man's grave, and how far you would have to sprint during a jailbreak to get from the cell block to the outer wall. Yeah,
1: okay. Um, Just to finish off then the creativity of these ideas and the commitment to finding the phrase definitive backstory, suggests we tend to have a tough time admitting that some questions just might not have an answer. Maybe the real mystery behind the whole nine yards is more of a psychological one than an etymological one. (coughs) Excuse me. So we don't actually know the answer, Jack, but it was actually quite interesting finding out all the different possible answers and Mm -hmm. how far back it actually went. Fuck me!
0: Surprised at that. Yeah, eighteen fifty-five or eighteen forty-six, depending on the amount of yards in the theory. So, yeah, that says I would have sworn that it was the ammunition cycle, but um, it may not be
1: it might not be it might, it might, not, be. Yeah, it might not be maybe do one more on this one um, Bitter End Jack I the,
0: the, the only reason I'm picking these ones is because this is the sort of suggestions that Neil put well Neil bit, suggest these things and you wouldn't find answers for them well it's it's not suggest. He, he just sort of listed like Origin of Phrases for example the whole nine yards Bitter End Blue Blood Mad as yeah. a heart. stuff like that so I decided just to do the ones that he actually picked
1: I so, know the Mad as a Hatter one by the way I've not read your website yet
0: yeah, I think that's a pretty common I I, th- I don't think there's a, we're going to break any ground with that you one.
1: You bastard. You absolute
0: bastard. Sorry. No. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I know. It's
1: fucking common. That's why fucking... <laughs> you Fuck
0: me, man. Wait, do, you to, do you want to do that one then? Oh, no, I'll and... stick to your fucking ass. <laughs> Bad end. Um, here, you never know. This guy in World Wide Words might go, that. here. If you're wrong. <laughs> we'll see. So, better end. Um, so, on this website, people send in questions, and somebody answers them. So, the question is, a guy Richard. And I've heard the expression "bitter end" originated in nautical references to the end of mooring ropes that were attached to bits b i t t s. So, that is uh, the posts on jetties and K-Sides. Is this correct?
1: Okay, I, yeah. I so that's a new one on me. That those those wee things are called bits. I've always just called them wee stumps. Mm-hmm. So, See, so- I know.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure Neil's got nautical roots. I'm pretty sure he was in navy. Neil Buchanan. Yes, I think so. In the armed forces, anyway. I'm sure. If, I'm, if I've fucked that up, Neil, I do apologise. But um, I'm pretty sure of it. Um, so yeah, up to a point, the answer is, uh, by which I mean that it's almost universally given as the origin. So to try and deny it may seem wilfully contrarian but this guy's going to try and be a little bit contrarian. There's enough evidence to cast some doubt in the matter, and the Oxford English Dictionary notes that its history is uncertain. Colin?
1: So, yeah, the idiom has got two senses. One is to go on until the bitter end. That today means that a person will persevere with something until it's until it's quite finished, no matter how unpleasant uh, or difficult it might be. However, some dictionaries add a second sense uh, to continue to the last and direct extremity, such as total defeat or even death, two are obviously linked. The former being a weaker version of the, la- the latter. So the bitter end it can mean you all the way through to actually achieving something, or all the way through to you've done everything you can and you just can't do it anymore and you give up. Mm-hmm. There's no way to do it anymore. So d- by, I suppose, giving up is not the right word. To the examples they give are admitting defeat or dying, trying to do something. Mm-hmm. Both pretty finality, finite in their meaning, I
0: suppose. Aye, so like, like a lot of these things will come from sort of nautical terms. You'd be surprised how many, many nautical terms have made their way into common parlance. Off the top of my head, obviously, I can't think of any. Um, but in nautical terms, the bits are posts for fiction ropes, too. Uh, the word is usually plural because bits normally turn up in pairs so that sailors can speedily wind ropes around them in a figure of eight. Dead fast. Um, parting to hold him um, without having to tie notes, knots, knots. Alternatively, they, uh, they might take a turn of a line around the bits to control the rate at which they're paying it out. Uh, bits are a standard part of shipboard equipment. They also do turn up K-sides. They're often larger and singular and are called bollards. I've seen big bollards. I that's what you sort of attach bigger ships to, I would imagine. You ever seen like
1: one of the things I've seen, I've seen in a program called Below Deck, which is a bit like a, a bit of a documentary about ships, really. And
0: <laughs> really, is that what you're passing like, off as a kind documentary of. about ships? Kind <laughs> <of>. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you.
1: But one of the things they do quite—they always show you how difficult it is to land or to park these yachts at the quayside, like how difficult a job it is, and. The guys running around to those knots and the actual sailor or captain women reverse not all in. It is quite epic to watch how how well they do this because that's just something I could never do.
0: Mm-hmm. I says, we don't worry. There's a lot of stuff here that we, we're not going to go into, but it may be Scandinavian bit um, b i t t and bitter goes back to the early 17th century and it appears in uh, Captain John Smith's Seaman's Grammar. <laughs> of 1627. So I'm going to skip down a bit because there is a second thing there. There is another possibility. Um, some larger dictionaries note this, um, basically. Uh, many other examples of bitter end occur in the 18th and early 19th centuries, well before the first example cited in the Oxford English Dictionary, which is from the USA in 1849. And many of these um, are in religious tracts or sermons, basically which suggests it could um, be biblical in origin as well as nautical. So, as an intriguing aside, bitter end appears several times in Dutch and German works of 18th century as an English expression that seems sort of pretty well-known and may explain why it's still known in German in a literal translation, bis zum bitter, bitter in end. Um, So, this is one that might have two distinct strands, basically. Um, that have developed in parallel so a literal one from Maritime World and a figurative one based on a biblical quotation the better end well, there
1: we go okay cool
0: that'll do us hey?
1: that'll do us for this bonus I think two good ones there um, that was good thank you folks and thank you Neil Buchanan who is either a soldier an Navyman or, or something else <laughs> or a former artist on the telly who knows
0: who knows Right, they'll just send that in and we'll, we're definitely going to come back to the, the origin of crazy stuff because it's quite interesting. But we might do our next bonus on somebody else's suggestion. So, cheers. Bye. Colin, I personally don't think there's anybody still listening. And if they are, they're probably hardcore, wrong term memory fans. And I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes
1: absolutely and if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag they can still offer us continual support believe in a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts